Well, I hope it's been a fun first week into the new year. Welcome back. And um, I think today I'm going to talk a little bit about work ethic. More specifically about um, more like teamwork-ish. I don't know. We'll see where this goes. Basically, it's 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 just very apparent to me recently because I've been doing a lot of work that requires a lot of uh, team effort, which is like, yeah, that's fine it's normal uh, a lot of university projects and such require uh doing uh yeah work uh in groups and stuff like that but it's well you some might call it a moral dilemma i don't know or it's not really that deep but also it's something interesting to think about because i experienced this not just now but also in many other instances before prior to this but eh, you know now is a good time to talk about it i guess maybe some of you out there who are in team projects can relate to this or um yeah just in i was gonna say in any project that requires a group of people yeah, that's basically team project but here's the scenario all right so if you as a group all right you often maybe it depends on the nature of your work however there's this term called social loafing um and it's it basically means that when you're in a group uh context um because there's so many people there that can take responsibility for certain things no one ends up doing it that's one or yeah you're just the work is just unevenly put on someone else i think the scenario is quite clear like if you're in a group of four people and one person's clearly not doing jack shit but they're still getting credit for it because it's a group context and you're getting graded as a group well it depends on the nature of your group and uh, your work of course but yeah basically yeah social loafing you're just like feeding off of other people's hard work and then claiming the credit for yourself there was a case a while ago it was um it it turns out to not be true so that's great but it's basically it started this whole conversation about it or at least someone I'm not sure how it came about. Maybe someone tried to make up a story to justify their argument for this word. I don't freaking know. But basically, there was the story of how there was a uh, street, a neighborhood street. So, like, the ideal idea of a neighborhood street. So, you have your road and then houses on the side of it. Yeah, fantastic. So, everyone basically can see the road. And... There was a woman running down the street, actively being chased by a man with a knife, um, and she was bleeding, and yeah, it was just not a good scene. But nobody called the cops, because everyone believed that someone else would probably call the cops. So in the end, it was not such a good ending for the woman because no one in the end helped her because everyone just assumed that someone else would help her. Yeah. Good thing is that, yeah, this story turned out to be a hoax. 
But when I first started studying psychology and about social psychology in specific as well, this was definitely a topic that was brought about and it was discussed um, before it became known to be a hoax. But it says a lot, right? That's why often in emergency situations, one of the key things to do if you are the person in danger or trying to help the person in danger instead of screaming someone call the cops someone call an ambulance i need help blah 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 you point to someone specifically in a group that you in your mind deem is capable or just whatever just a person point them out and then they would then feel like they have the responsibility to then now do whatever it is that you're not like it doesn't work in a sense of like yeah i want money and then point to someone like i meant in an emergency situation when you really really need someone to do something that's very yeah that's very important in a moment because then everyone is going to assume that someone is going to do something obviously i don't think that this case um that i mentioned about the woman running down the street would happen every single time i'm sure if we replay the scene like 10 times nine out of ten times people would call the cops right but you never know so if you really want to be sure one of the tactics is to 100 percent point someone out and then they would then feel like or like they would then have the social pressure to uh, call the cops or do whatever you know and most of the time it's an emergency situation it's the right thing to do anyway and i'm pretty sure in some countries because i had i had a discussion with this with some of my friends um in their country, mostly in Europe, I think, uh, um, if something happens in front of you, something bad, like someone collapsed or someone is clearly in, like not in a good state, or, yeah. Um, and if you walk away, you could be charged with a crime. Like you could be charged with some type of crime. I guess I don't exactly know the title or the name, but yeah, you can be somewhat responsible because you did not help this person. So, yeah. This is just the overarching kind of term. So if you put it very specifically in the work and organizational setting or teamwork setting, anything like this, the scenario I'm talking about is um, how acceptable is this? Because we hear this very often, right? A lot of people do complain about having very unfair group mates and stuff like this. At least me throughout the years in academics, I've heard so many times, whether that be through friends or whether that be through students, like <laughs> emailing me saying like can i please not get this like person as my group mate anymore i don't like it's very difficult working with them or they just don't pop up i feel f for them like like that's fair and then very little of those times is the person that's not doing the work actually held accountable which is absolutely ridiculous i had a friend also who did a large part of a very important, like the, a large part of their thesis was, uh, it's supposed to be, I think, a three-person group or a four-person group, but one person was not in the country, another person was sick or something, another person, but basically this person ended up doing almost all the work by themselves, but they were graded as a group, which is absolutely ridiculous. I'm not sure if it's a thesis, but I think it was a very massive group project, um, and yeah, this person got like, yeah, it was absolutely ridiculous. And no uh, form of authority figure or anything 
like did anything about it which i thought was absolutely ridiculous because if i were to be in a scenario where i got an email from a student saying this person is doing absolutely nothing i would personally as a teacher i would reach out to the student and be like yo what's up what's happening <laughs> have a conversation about that and if they really are disinterested or really not doing anything and they proceed to still not doing uh, do anything after i mention then i would bring it to the university higher-ups and be like there's something up here like you you can't just let people free load until the end of their degree because then at the end of their degree they will have a piece of paper with absolutely no value because they have done absolutely the bare minimum and the person who did the overwhelming amount of work gets the same piece of paper as this person that did the bare minimum and that is absolutely ridiculous because when you're hiring people and stuff yes a paper only goes so far you need to have a good personality a good skill set shit like that but if this person had similar skill sets and a similar personality and shit like that, and they both have the same thing on their resume, if this bachelor, this master, whatever, this title, not knowing that one person had a, such a more higher value within their program than this other person, it's hard to tell. And sometimes that's very unfair. Yeah, like that's the typical argument like, yeah, the world's unfair. Nah, <laughs> you know, that's a self-fulfilling prophecy, um, which I'll talk about in another um, episode, I think. Where like if you keep thinking the world is shit and the world is a certain way, then no surprise when something bad happens to you. You're like, like, yeah, it happens anyway. And then totally discrediting the bad thing that happened and no one then holds th the person if that per if it's a person that did this uh, like thing to you i don't know if if someone robs you or something and you already think the world is so horrible and you get robbed i don't know um and you just be like yeah i'm not not really surprised then your underwhelming response will make the robber be like yeah it wasn't that big of a deal anyway and they'll keep robbing again like, that's also not the best mindset to have. I'm not saying that everyone should have sunshines and rainbows as their mindset, but I'm just saying that constantly being like, yeah, the world's just like that. It's not, uh, <laughs> not like, a good solution either. But obviously, this is very, 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 very surface level. There's a lot more conversation that can be had about this. But yeah, in a group setting, how then do you know if it's something that's justified or not because obviously we can complain that it's not fair and it is often not fair but for example i've had some instances where we're trying to meet up for a group project and everyone is like meeting up uh like setting times they're like oh you know i i'm free monday i'm free tuesday whatever everyone tries to meet up for a time slot and some people are like okay i see that it's a bit difficult to find a time slot i think i can give up this one appointment then we can um then we can make it to this time slot blah, blah blah but i recently met someone and i've experienced her tendencies um prior before in other people where she was like no nope, like i'm busy here 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 and basically no one can meet up like 
anyway because there is so minimal time where it is available and she did not want to budge at all in any of her well meetings or whatever the hell it is that she does in the meantime and you can very well argue like yeah you know it's that person's choice who are you to her yeah but it's not about like in a relationship where you're trying to save something it's a freaking group project and you're trying to get a grade for it right like at some point you need to be like you're a ridiculous person right now i think sometimes we should be very empathetic in certain points in our lives especially at least in my faculty and in my line of study it's very important uh to have a good amount of empathy however you can't coddle a person for the rest of their lives and that's also a very important thing i don't think a good idea is also to be like yeah i totally understand it's everything will be great like oh, da, da, like it'll be okay anything you need to a certain extent of course when it's necessary and when it's appropriate especially but sometimes you just me- need to be like bro shut the hell up that appointment is probably not as important everyone else is sacrificing something and you're gonna get our grade for not doing even close to the amount of work because this person is um at least in my context they often can't show up because they have their own private meetings whatever it may be and they don't seem to have a lot of things going on in their studies as far as what they talk about of course and when they do show up they often just complain so what do you want then in this sense yeah, you can argue also partially that I'm just like complaining about someone. But it's I decided to talk about it because it's not the first time. And it's not the first time within my personal life. It's for a lot of instances that I've seen throughout my entire, I guess, academic life slash academic career. I've seen it in, yeah, like I mentioned, student groups and also in the past. Uh, even when i was working in the same place as someone and we had the same exact study program and we had to make it for a shift because it was a rush day and it was yeah it's just not it was a very shitty time and we just had to make it for the shift and i was studying the exact same thing as this person so i knew their schedule and i mentioned like um i'm gonna skip this lecture i knew it was recorded anyway it's not that big a deal and then I was like, yeah, so I'll I'll be here at this time. And this person who I know is taking the same exact thing as me and everyone else knew as well. Was like, um, no, I can't make it because I have school. Okay. To a certain extent, you can argue, yeah, that person has their own boundaries and and they choose to not skip a lecture over work because it's very important blah blah but this is just an example right but this happens very frequently and in a group setting if other people are willing to make compromises or sacrifices everyone has their limit as to how much they can sacrifice how much they can compromise but if your limit is zero as in (laughs) Oh, well, technically no limit. That's a bit weird. Um, If your 
limit is at like maxed out like like you can't make any compromise or any sacrifices then what value are you truly bringing so this is a very tough line because you have to be often very empathetic but also sometimes very few people are also like what are you doing <laughs> like what are you even doing <laughs> I, don't, I don't know it's a very tricky line because i've been on the opposite of that line 100 i've also been very very busy i have a lot of personal things going on i couldn't make a lot of meetings and i felt bad about it but a difference is through your actions right because both of these people that i mentioned in these examples they've done absolutely nothing to compensate for their behavior so when i knew i couldn't make it so many things i often brought up alternatives as to something i can do I say, give me a to-do list of something I can do so that when I do have time, I'll do it. Give me a list of things that I should, um, yeah, uh, do when I'm free or whatever, you know? Like, um, or I really show sincere apology. I mention often, like, I am truly sorry, I but uh, I will make sure to make up for it some other way. These two people who I've mentioned done absolutely nothing so i can't make it means i can't make it so it's your problem even though they are part of the group and your problem includes them so what the hell do you want i think there's a compromise not only to your schedule i don't think you should sacrifice everything just because you're in a group project but if you can't make certain sacrifices or compromises i think that there should be a good balance in your behavior towards your group so in a good example is that um in this group where this girl who's just not making any budgets in her schedule whatsoever there is another girl similar also in the group who is working a lot and studying a lot and and yeah she also often can't make it for meetings but the difference is she also often asks us How's it going? How, what's the status? What's something I can do? Hey, like, don't do too much. I would continue to rest when I'm at home. And she actively tries her best to help or catch up, even though she can't make it for meetings, which is complete opposite of what this other person who's com- always missing meetings and complaining and doing absolutely nothing. So, <laughs> maybe if... A lot of people don't realize that this is what they're doing as well. So if you look at it from the other perspective, if you're going into a group setting and you want to work well with the people and get good chemistry, this is probably something you need to think about if you are someone who's unfortunately, maybe not even unfortunately, we don't know what's going on in people's lives, right? If you're someone who it's hard for you to make a lot of meetings it's hard for you to da, da, da. it's totally fine but the way you do it says a lot about your behavior right there is no like zero or a hundred type situation i'm not i'm never saying that just because like these people never make any of their meetings and stuff like that that they should sacrifice everything and come no i'm not saying that i'm saying that if you are intending on missing or if you know that you're not going through a good time or 
if you know that you're going to be very busy, it is fine. How you carry that out and how you mention this to your group and how you try and make up for the behavior to kind of even out your team dynamic, that becomes very important. There is very rarely, at least in my opinion, um, in life where it's a surefire thing that that if you can't do this you have to do the complete opposite of course not it's totally fine to skip meetings it's totally fine to slack off a little bit stuff like that but you need to be socially aware of what you're doing in the group and your role in that group if ultimately your you know your role in this group setting and stuff like that and if you're just hating group settings and hating group work, then don't don't join a course that requires group work. Then it's very simple. If it's, if the, you're just absolutely zero and do not want to do anything, don't join a course that is group work. But if you're like I'm super interested in this study, I just don't want to do group work. Sometimes you gotta suck it up, you know. I I am currently teaching a lot of students that's taking a Bachelor of Psychology. And Bachelor of Psychology is a very, very broad term, at least here in the Netherlands. And it involves biopsychology, um, uh, social psychology, work and organizational psychology. Like, psychology across a lot of branches. And a lot of students come into it thinking, I want to go clinical psych. So they think that a lot of these work and organizational courses are shit. Because they want to only focus on the stuff that they want to focus in. Sometimes. <laughs> you need to take what you can get from what you learn, right? Often, uh, I have a student that actually says exactly this. They did not like a certain course that I was teaching because they want to do clinical psychology. And they did thought that they were wasting their time doing this. Or... The other way around, I was teaching a conversational type course that you use in therapy. Um, however, you can also use this in a HR position. If you're interviewing someone, how to catch certain traits that you're looking for in your company, stuff like this. A lot of these tools you learn in life doesn't have to be zero hundred. These are only clinical psychology tools. It could also be used across the board. You just have to be flexible in how you use your skill. Right. So I had a student came up to me saying like, um, I, I'm very dead set on doing work in organizational psychology. This conversational course is kind of a waste of my time. I didn't really like it. And I was just like, you going to work in organizational. Oh my goodness. That's not good. You going to work in organizational. You want to talk to people and coach people and become a human resource manager or something. Don't you think conversational skills are very important in those aspects? And yeah, often to keep students motivated, I like to kind of have them understand that this actually helps them in their future. And it's not just some crappy course that you're ticking off a checklist to reach your bachelor. It's actually something that can be helpful. And this gives them better motivation, better drive. That's why I thought it was very important and also very nice that this student came up to me and expressed this concern about the course. And some of these courses are mandatory, so it's not like I can be like, oh, you know, you can just take another course. Like, it was mandatory. So what I did to keep them motivated was, yeah, to have this conversation about 
how they can apply these skills anyway. So there are some parts in life where you can evade it if you want to. If you don't want to do certain things, don't do it. But there are also some times in life where it's shitty, but just go through it. Because ultimately, in the long term, this is just one little check mark in this massive umbrella of things you have to do. And ultimately, it will help you, even though you hate it at the moment. It's just one group project about a topic you don't really like. Sometimes you got to suck it up. But I believe that not everything is zero hundred. I see all these motivational speakers on YouTube. It's like, in life, you have to do this. You have to do this. I don't think so. I think it depends on the context. In life, sometimes you have to suck it up and not be like... I don't know, like a little crybaby. <laughs> so, nah, I'm kidding. Sometimes it is difficult for some people. I can't say that all these people are, are you know, yeah, like I said, crybabies. I don't think so. I think some people are going through a hard time, so it's a bit harder for them to go through a course. I 100% also had students who express having very personal hard times, so it's difficult for them to go through a course. I totally sympathize, I understand. But if you have, like, nothing going on, it's simply a preference thing and you're just <clears throat> bored and you're complaining all the time about how everything's difficult but you're not actively doing anything about it, then that's another thing, right? So it depends on your context. It's good to look introspectively what exactly you're doing. And sometimes it's either, yeah, it's a bit of hard patch, but at the end, it will get me what I want. Or, yeah, it's just not worth it. Uh, it's not something that it will contribute to my future. I can stop it it's not necessary for me so just look introspectively i don't think there's a one done answer for everyone but it's important to look at these things because people definitely notice and depending on what industry you're in and stuff if you have this type of character in the future it may not do so well for you in other group settings (laughs) because that's what you're going to be known for (laughs) but obviously social stuff is not it's always very complex. You shouldn't always conform. But sometimes also... Conforming is not... Like... the, It's not what social media portrays it to be, you know? Like people are saying, like, oh, you conform like a shit. No. Conforming is just... Sometimes just going with the flow. You know, a lot of people want to feel special. So they make up all these terms. And all these fancy words to make you feel like what you're doing is not good enough. Only you yourself at the end of the day can make yourself feel special. No matter how many times a thousand people gives you some type of recognition, you don't find that within yourself. Very often, no amount of this like bullshit talk will help you. There's so much crap about, oh, you're a Sigma male or you're... (laughs) I don't freaking know. You're conforming like sheep. All these ridiculous words that people are making up in a social construct kind of way to make you feel like you're not doing things that you're supposed to be doing and making you conform to other things. Yeah, you're not conforming to the public like a sheep, but then you conform to a bunch of their beliefs. Then it's the same thing, you know? Ultimately, you find it within yourself, and that's the most important. So, yeah. I think it's a good balance and there's <laughs> sometimes I think yeah you just need to think a bit more critically and if you have a group member who is acting like this 
Yeah, good to have a conversation with them and get this over with early rather than let their personality and their habits build up because then they think it's okay within a group setting. And if you are the person at a social loafing and you don't even know it, really take a look <laughs> at the role that you're playing and the consequences you'll suffer. Because, yeah, sure, you get an easy A in this because everyone else is helping your hand. And next time, if you take another course, you're going to realize that you know absolutely nothing because all the work was done by other people and you know little to nothing about this topic. So you will suffer your own consequences. And if it's something that you're not going to study in the future, then yeah, then <laughs> good on you. But then morality-wise, you just take advantage of a bunch of people. And some people don't care. Good on you. But then for some others, it's a stain on your morality and yourself as a person because of what you've done to other people. And this is a very, very, very low like understatement, right? Because it's just group work. What's the big deal? But it often have undertones of a lot of other issues that's why it's important to just think about it but yeah super random topic but it's just something that came to mind recently i hope um, if you're in your group <laughs> group work setting i hope um, yeah you have a good group and uh and if you don't i believe in you you got this you can call them out if you want or and continue on and letting them develop their own karma later if that's something you believe in <laughs> yeah um anyways um be kind be nice hopefully uh, peace out